Hey guys, Lindy Pearson here. My husband and I work for a great firm called Cressa, who also happens to be our proud sponsor. We're a commercial real estate firm, but unlike most firms in our industry, we only represent the tenants. We help business owners and C-level executives make better real estate and facility decisions, while of course saving the money in the process. So welcome today to Level Up, where we feature entrepreneurs, leaders in our community, and other professionals who have demonstrated agency and innovation in their, prof in their professional and personal lives. I wanted this episode to just be a pause and reflect upon the enormity of the situation and give thanks for a moment. We're sitting here with so much uncertainty these days. I know many of us have been impacted by the pandemic and has put a lot of us in a difficult space. Even the most dedicated yoga practitioner is having a hard time, uh, myself included, for sure. Today, I'm turning to one of my all-time favorite yogis for guidance and sharing her insight with you on this episode. I find more and more people talking about the toxic productivity that they are feeling on a daily basis, such blurred lines during these times. So I decided, focus on the wellness factor. That's what always gets me through. What does yoga mean to you? How can you stay inspired with the home practice? and identifying some of the best resources that can help you along the way and help you feel inspired or like your best self. So our guest today is one of my highlights with over 23 years of practicing yoga, inspired by love, music, and travels, 12 years at her Agora Power of Yoga studio, new website launch, and YouTube channel. Dorit has been an invaluable community resource for those who are interested in living a more meaningful life, improving their yoga form, or just simply having some fun. Dorit takes joy in leading classes, workshops, retreats, and meditations. So Dorit, thank you for joining us and welcome to Level Up. Thank you, thanks for having me. So, like I mentioned before, with over two decades on your spiritual path, how did you get here? What are some of your pivotal moments? Well, it was really just kind of a search uh, a long time ago for a new type of exercise. Um, it's really just started, it was a very innocuous search. <laughs> um, I did grow up um, in my life with spirituality around me. Um, you know, I, I was actually sent to like a religious school growing up. Um, and I would say that I had a nice time, but that didn't ever quite resonate with me, you know, like religious, um, religious um, rules and um, kind of living my life by those types of rules, even just sitting in um, like a synagogue or um, just, it was just an experience, but it wasn't deep for me, you know, um, but I did live my life and grow up around spirituality and those things did touch me in a way where I knew that there was more to life than what we saw. There was a, you know, like a higher um, kind of vibration. And um, there were so many things kind of in life that were just kind of giving us clues that that was happening, you know, that this is happening. So I grew up around that um, mostly, you know, by my dad. Um, but then about, you know, 23 years ago, like you said, I was just kind of like looking for a kind of other exercise where I would stay safe. I was doing a lot of kickboxing and weightlifting and things that would impact my knees over time. I was young at the time. I really wasn't hurting myself. Um, I was very careful, but I, I thought to myself, I want to always stay in shape. I don't want to be like miss out on life by the time I'm, you know, 50 or 60 or 70. Yeah. I want to always be, you know, young in my heart, um, in my body, 
especially. So um, it took me a little while to find the kind of yoga that I liked. You know, I found it just like anybody else in my mind, I thought it was boring and um, I, I couldn't really find one that was a, a substitute for my exercise. Uh, but I finally did. And the moment that I found that particular class, I never turned back again. And um, I just continued to learn from it. And a couple of years later, um, after practicing pretty much every single day um, and it being a big part of my life, I decided to become a yoga teacher about 21 years ago. And uh, that's kind of how it happened. I just, it, I never was the same after that first class. It opened a door to me that I understood. Mm -hmm. um, so after you became a yoga instructor, how long did it take you to know that you kind of wanted to do things your own way and, and start your own and have your studio? Well, as, as soon as I became certified, I started teaching in, in several places. I, I I was so um, lucky to be able to be able to teach right away. Um, there weren't that many yoga studios back then, you know, now yeah. it's corner and every in every building it's, it's everywhere, but they were very, very particular back then who they hired as yoga instructors. There weren't very many and the training was much different. Um, there was just different qualifications. So I really got very, very lucky. So I, I taught for a little while, um, and then I had to, I realized that my kids weren't really old enough and I wasn't in that place in life where I could be really working um, and take away from when I was needed um, spontaneously right. by my children. So I stopped um, and I um, was trying to take yoga as much as I could. Uh, it was hard to find studios and the times, but I did. And um, then I wanted, uh, I, I heard that there was a big yoga chain that was opening up close to home. And I was so very excited because <laughs> I had been to the flagship um, of this yoga studio um, many times and, you know, just an old fashioned yoga studio, which is what I love. It's my thing. Um, and I was really excited. And um, I was actually thinking of opening up a studio because there was no yoga around us except for Bikram, which is so different than, you know, the kind very. of practice. Very different. So I was going to open and then I found out this place was going to come. I was like, great. I don't need to do it then. I'm just going to join, you know, here. And um, I did. And it wasn't exactly what I had in mind. It wasn't exactly my style. Um, so I decided to still, encouraged by some of my old yoga students from years back, encouraged to open up um, my own studio. And I really was just hoping to get a few people just enough to pay the rent so that I could share my love of yoga and that I could practice as well. Um, and take classes from my teachers. So it started off just kind of uh, just an idea, a way for me to practice yoga and do it with some of my friends. I love it. Mm -hmm. um, so, okay, so we, we know yoga with being in, in the same room as people and feeling everyone's energy and seeing familiar faces, some friends, some newbies, all of us as students of yours, we all love when you walk into the room. Um, and now we're on, I think we're like eight months, nine months, um, currently not doing that. And this is our third lockdown, at least for LA County, um, which is very hard and the closure of your studio. Um, I think that's been a major impact for you personally, for the people in the community who have been able to to go there as their safe space and, and, you know, honor that spirituality. So how do you think it's going to impact the yoga community? You know, what are you doing to stay connected? 
I think that this is going to impact and has already impacted the yoga community greater than I thought it would, uh, really much greater than I thought it would. Um, it's a really good question. You know, people ask me all the time, even my friends, what are you going to do with your studio? What are you going to do with your studio day by day? I'll answer you tomorrow. I don't know. Just let's just see what happens. I have no idea. Um, so we're kind of like in limbo basically. And just like anything else, limbo is not a very good place to be in. Um, yeah. Americans, I feel like are not used to living in limbo. We always have plans. We always have everything going on. Yeah. And, and, not even like, yeah, definitely. We have plans. We have everything going on, but it's more of like, like this internal limbo where you just don't know what's going to happen next when you don't know. Um, and um, it's, it's, uh, it's, not a, it's not a great place to be. And yoga is actually the thing that helps us practice to um, be in limbo and not be in a scary place and not let our mind go to the worst place possible. So, you know, I don't want to say I'm going to close my studio because I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but I, I think that obviously we all know that yoga and other fitness has gone online. Um, and everyone, you know, I think the most popular thing is to do Zoom, right? And give a link and then people pay and they get in. Um, and that works for some people. I am not, that's not me. That I, I already know, like I have to do, you know, from taking my class, I just do me. I don't, I can't do what everyone else does. Um, sometimes I wish I could, <laughs> but um, I just do me. So I don't think Zoom is my thing. Um, what I did was I made my website and I, and I go and I live stream um, for free on social media and people can kind of join in. I don't care if they're my students or not. Could you, um, could you just uh, let our viewers know um, where to find you for your website? Oh yeah. It's called yoga with um, and it's on demand and um, it's just $20 a month. Um, I wanted to make it super cheap so that everyone can do it. It's like, you know, that's what one yoga class costs, um, for the month. And, um, I have everything in there. I have like, if people have never, ever practiced yoga ever, there's 12 classes. It's kind of like yoga for dummies, you know, um, except for it gives so much information in it that even people who are advanced used to take this live workshop that I used to have and, and learn things that they never learned in all of their years of practice. And then I had people who had never, they had to buy a mat for this because they didn't even own a mat, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that, those, that workshop, those 12 classes are on there. So you can learn everything. And once you learn all that, you can take all the other classes that are on there. There's a level one, it's beginner or just for gentle practitioners on that level is like just meditation, just stretch or full classes. And then there's the intermediate um, that the beginners can kind of delve into a little because there's a lot of instruction of what to do if you're you know, a beginner. Um, and then I have the advanced, which we get into arm balances and super sweaty and I like to play music. And it's just a, you know, a good way to stay um, a little sane uh, and get some fitness in, in your own home. I know you take yours on vacation with you, which is yeah, amazing. No, I, I am. I videos, which made me so happy. I couldn't wait to subscribe to um, your page. At first, uh, in March, when you were just doing YouTube, um, it was great and all, but you know, I, I feel like you were thinking about everyone as a whole. And now that you have all the different levels, 
I'm able to do it in the morning, a quick half hour with my husband, or I'm able to do some sort of stretching after my kids play a game of soccer or something like that. Like there's something for everyone. So the cost is definitely not something that I would focus on because it's already paid for itself tenfold. But vacation, I take it on. Um, yes, I love I love all of my yoga videos with you. Um, the, be the best part, I think, I always talk about the word practice and I get that from you. Obviously, I know what that word means, um, but to physically and mentally know what it means to just have the practice of every day doing the right thing, putting the, the, the most comfortable foot forward, not the right foot, the most comfortable foot, and just practicing that until it becomes, you know, a natural habit. Um, yeah. you, you, you're, you're very good at that, Dorit. Um, so like you said before, some people don't like Zoom. Some people like me who spend most of their days on Zoom experience a little bit of fatigue. Um, and, yeah. And, but like when I see something in my schedule where it says yoga and I know that I'm going to be looking at that, I might have a phone call. I might have a, this, I might have a tour. Um, but then I see yoga on my schedule and I'm like, wow. Like, this is cool. This is great. So, you know, it's one of my favorite appointments. The online business for you, how is that going? Like, how many people are actually getting traction or that are engaging with you that you're helping? Well, when I was um, live streaming more, when the pandemic first hit, I was live streaming almost every day of the week, um, you know, just for free. And people were kind of like learning about that. And I, I gained a lot of people were following, um, on it, you know, maybe like I, I built up to like a hundred people, um, pretty quickly. But then what happened was everyone else started doing the same thing. Um, I had actually a lot of people reach out to me. Oh, how did you do that? What did you use? <laughs> you know? Um, and then, you know, we share students. Um, so that kind of happened. Um, and then the big, huge conglomerate yoga studios started doing the exact same thing, um, and have a much huger presence than I do. Just like in the yoga studio, it was the exact same thing. You know, you can't right. compete with those corporations. It's uh, so, you know, kind of dwindle a little, but so I'm just, you know, I do it for, I don't do it, you know, obviously uh, for financial, although it helps pay my empty yoga studio rent <laughs> oh, no. the last nine months. I put it towards that. Oh. Um, yeah. So, um, but uh, no, I, I do it because it's, it's funny. I, it actually, I actually feel like I, I see so many faces. I've had the same students and so many students for so many years that I can actually feel it's, you know, I've, I have a very good imagination um, and I can actually feel like I am teaching class. And, you know, before this pandemic, I never so much took a selfie with myself. You know, it's just like not my thing. Any pictures that were out there for promos, yeah. like people took with me, you know, uh, like on their own volition or smile, you know, look at me, something like that. Um, but never like, will you take a picture of me? I'm not, I just don't do that. And I've certainly never done a video selfie. So it's strange that I now sit in front of the camera on a regular basis and talk into it. But it's because I can feel and visualize everybody there. Yeah. I, I sometimes yes. even think of certain people that I know. And when I'm talking, I'm kind of talking to them in my head because I might know something they're going through. Mm -hmm. So it really helps me to get over that. Like, here I am on a camera, <laughs> just yeah. so not me, you know? Well, but, I, I, I think you provide a lot of value and whoever you're talking to, whatever little teeny camera or, you know, selfie video that you're doing, you're not, you're not doing it to say, Hey, look at me. You're doing it to say, Hey, I'm here for you. 
exactly a hundred percent. And I'm motivated by, you know, that's how I know what people are going through because people send me messages all the time and say, if it wasn't for that class this morning, I don't know how I would have gotten through the day. And that just makes me wake up and want to make another one. You know, that's absolutely, that's human nature is to help each other. So all, all of these little, uh, you know, messages you're getting or new students, old students, um, is anyone talking about how they can create their sacred space at home? That's like one thing I wanted to give the listeners, you know, there's, for me, I have three children, um, and I have six chickens <laughs> running around town. And I'm always looking for that sacred space where I'm not going to be interrupted. Or if I am interrupted, how can I still be in my whole mental uh, yoga state? So what are some of the tips for people at well, home? You know, listen, there are some people that will, there's absolutely no way that they can do find a sacred space in their house. They might not have the space. They might not have the place. They might have three children that run around that just don't listen when you say, you know, leave mommy alone. They might have pets and animals that jump all over them. <laughs> they have a, may have a doorbell that ring. They may have neighbors that jump up and down. Over, you know, you don't, you just don't know. There's, there's a lot of things. I know when, when my kids were little, there was no way I could practice yoga at home. No way. Absolutely no way. Um, which leads me to that, you know, you, you don't have to even really practice yoga physically. You know, you have to find some space and some time for yourself to channel your attention like inward. Do you know what I mean? So that when you are in your life and everything that passes by, imagine like you're driving a car, right? You have to keep your eyes focused on the road, right? Imagine if every single time you're driving the car, everything you look at, every single thing, you would get an accident, right? You would hurt yourself. (laughs) It's the same kind of thing in life. You know, you want to try to go through life and you want to notice things for sure. You want to know that you're going in the right direction. You want to know you're on the right road. You've taken the right, the correct right and the correct left. You stopped when you need to, you slow down when you need to, but you keep your eyes on the road. You keep focused so that you can stay steady. And that really is what yoga is, you know? And then when you find, when you find that you are a little bit more of a peaceful being. And when you're a little bit more of a peaceful being that spreads, that spreads to your children without you ever doing a triangle pose or a warrior one or any of that, you know, uh, just, Find a corner, a place, um, you know, just find some time to breathe and focus on your breath and slow down your mind and think positive thoughts. And, um, and, and that's really what works. And then some people have a beautiful spot in their house that they can go to and they're left alone. And if you are blessed enough to have that, <laughs> make sure yes. you're doing that at least a few times a week. Yes. Yeah. I am. Um... I find myself like my, um, my shoulders very slowly creep up and I don't really notice as they're creeping because it's really slow. And all of a sudden I got this like heavy imaginary something and I realized, Oh, I I forgot. You know what? Maybe, Maybe it's time to just take 10 minutes and maybe that 10 minutes is just my yoga. Just taking the time to breathe, to make the space to say, okay, I'm ready. Let's start again. Let's start over. Absolutely. Sometimes when I have a really busy day, like I just, I try really hard not to cram too many things in one day. Well, these days there's, no, I don't have, <laughs> um, in general, you know, those really busy days where you just like find yourself like a ping pong ball, it just kind of happens to you. 
I'll come home. I walk through the door. I go upstairs. I take my shoes off. I lay in my bed. I don't even need to meditate. I just lay in the bed in quiet, no nothing, turn everything off and lay there for 10 minutes in quiet. And what a difference. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I remember my first yoga class. Um, I was so excited to do yoga because everyone thought that it would be great for me. I did it and I left with an incredible headache. Um, I was not in a limber state like all the other yogis in the room. Um, you know, their handstands and their headstands and their whatever the heck they're balancing on. Um, and, you know, some of them I could do now, some of them I still can't do, some of them I'm not even going to think about doing, and others I'm just going to appreciate watching. <laughs> um, but, you know, a lot of people talk about that as a failure. A lot of people don't want to start yoga because they think that they're not going to be good, or they think there's going to be a bunch of whatever fit, skinny people, whatever it is. Um, and for me, that's, you know, when I fall, that's what keeps me humble. That's what kind of puts the smile back on my face. Cause I'm like, oh yeah, like I don't have to take it that serious. This is just, you know, take it for face value. So what are the other like, uh, setbacks that, that maybe you can help other people that they have to face like a roadmap, a schedule, a routine. Right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to circle back to your first sentence, which was that you came into the room and then you weren't as flexible, strong as the other yogis. What I'll bet almost anything is that most of the room wasn't as strong as you think, or as flexible as you think, or was it to do, but where did your eyes and attention go to the people who were better, better than you, right? Because that's what we think. We think it's like, you know, we we need to be good at yoga, which is a silly thing. It's yoga is an experience. It's, it's not an accomplishment. It's an experience and therefore practice. And so that's the first thing is that it's, you know, our inclination is to compare ourselves to other people, thereby notice the people that are better than us and thereby put pressure on ourselves. And that pressure takes away from a lot of people's first experience of yoga and they never come back. So if they know in advance, and whenever I talk to anyone who decides to go to a yoga class, um, I always try to encourage people to do yoga if they ask me about it. Um, even people I don't even live in the same state as me, I, I think that they would benefit. I make them promise me that if they go to a yoga class, they A, try more than one teacher before they decide they don't like it. Great idea. Uh, also, um, that it's like really like a thumbprint. There's no teacher that's exactly the same, you know. Um, and and that second, they're going to give it more than one try, regardless of the teacher, because it takes a while to get it. Once you get it, this door opens. Some people get it the very first time they were. It was meant to be in their lives. Good like I got them. it Good the first them. time. <laughs> and then I have students that you know continue to come to me because they wanted to. Their doctor told them, you know, they're a runner and their hamstrings were awful and it was starting to get into their hips and back. So they were coming because they had to, not because they got it Mm -hmm. um, or they wanted to be a better golfer, whatever it is. And then suddenly six months later, a year later, less, more, whatever. Oh my God. Today was the day I actually realized what, what this has done for me. You know, I finally experienced it and it's because it, you know, you, you start to drop your ego. It doesn't become, it's not that thing anymore where you're comparing yourself to other people in the room. You don't even look at anyone else in the room anymore. Yeah. Don't judge yourself. 
Yeah. Yeah. It becomes less about posture, more about life. It is. And it's very, very, very similar to life. The way that you treat yourself in a yoga class from the moment you walk in the first time, how you observe it, how you treat yourself during it, how you judge yourself during it, what you're thinking when you leave to how you treat yourself as you come back and keep going. If you do is, is everything that you need to know about who you are in life, because you will have acted in the same way in any other new situation uh, as you did in this, you know, first year of experience. Yeah. Their similarities are, are undeniable across the board. Uh, what, what about the listeners that like, already do yoga. They're already fine with that. You know, what, what can, what can those level of yogis do to take it to the next level? Like, well, as far as physically or like life lessons, personal development, self-improvements, even flexibility. Sure. Depends whatever you're looking for in, in, in your, in your practice. Well, I think that, um, you know, there's some people that they develop and they kind of say, okay, why well, I do every pose. I think I have it down pretty well with the alignment and the strength. I got the arm balances, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but what they don't realize, you know, I, you know, I'll, and I'll see this, this is so great and amazing for me to observe um, people, you know, in yoga and then be able to kind of provide little tidbits, little, little hints um, that I am actually directing at a certain person, although I'm speaking to the whole class, you know, I might have a completely advanced yogi physically. And this person during Shavasana stares at the ceiling with their eyes wide open. Right. (laughs) And they think that there's nothing more for them to learn. An example like that, for example, um, is showing us that there's so much more to learn. For me, um, I've learned you know, we learn through our failures. We learn through our hard times. For me, um, I spent, I was just live streaming this morning and I was explaining that, um, you know, I want to be transparent the first probably five, six months even of the pandemic. I want to say that I, I sailed through it in a, in, in a way where I was able to stay strong and pretty darn sane. Um, I was, my heart was broken let's just say that is definitely working on that um, heartbroken from, from many different things that were happening and, and things that were going mm-hmm. on. However, um, I was able to kind of piece it together, you know, when I felt sad um, and stay pretty, pretty cool. Um, the last two, three months have been definitely been a lot harder for me. Why do you and, think that is? Um, I just, I think that, um, it's been a little bit harder for me to put my heart back together again. And so it's like kind of all over the board and I'm, it's, it's very sponge like right now. And even things that would are just things that normally would be in passing that I might not even notice. Sometimes I suck in uh, right now. I agree. And I'm working on that. I'm working on that. And I actually just, to be honest, just experienced what anxiety is. I never felt that my whole life. I mean, I'm talking, I went through, you know, I went to law school. I went through law exams. I did a bar exam. I, I did a lot of things that really, you know, a lot of people would feel pressure from, you mm-hmm. know, and I never experienced anxiety until the last few months. And it feels like a little electrical current. I did not know what that was. I had to have that explained to me by someone who has panic attacks and, yeah, I'm not having a panic attack, but I'm feeling that surge of electricity and I didn't know what it was. 
And so now I realize, wow, I have so much more to learn. I now have to work on this. Mm-hmm. I have to learn to, um, you know, I'm always talking about open heart, right? That's how I teach my, my yoga classes. Well, my God, I, I overdid it. I overdid it. And um, I'm not being very careful um, mm-hmm. about how I'm, what I'm letting in and how much of it I'm letting in. And so that's something to take onto the yoga mat. You know, unfortunately for me, I've been practicing and teaching. I haven't really taken yoga class from anyone. So I think that that's uh, a big part of it. I think that I need to start taking yoga um, apart from teaching it. Um, And I think that I need to spend a little bit more time inside of myself and and piece it together. Well, um, I I know... I have a friend who ha- does a lot of yoga, so I, c- I could teach you one of your classes. If- <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I need. I mean, that's you, you have definitely saved me for exactly what you're talking about. When there's times where, you know, as you guys all know, commercial real estate, the office um, space is very down right now. And, you know, I have had to think of other ways to do business development. And some days there's a lot on my calendar and some days there's not. And the days that there's not, I really do practice my yoga and not think of it as a failure. Think of it as an opportunity. And you know, what, what is around this corner and who does this person know who would be totally great in my environment? So I, I, I definitely have uh, self-improvements and personal development that comes with yoga. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I want to say the most monumental moment of a yoga practice um, is Shavasana, you know, final meditation. And I know many people meditate without doing a yoga practice first. And that's, that's amazing. That's fabulous. I mean, there's so much research to show, you know, the benefits of meditation, mm-hmm. obviously we all know that. Um, but there's something specific about a meditation following a yoga practice that is unparalleled. And some of my most amazing revelations in my life from the time, you know, I first started and my children were very little and there were things that I needed to figure out about them, about life, about marriage, about, you know, relationships, everything. Those revelations came to me during Shavasana following a yoga practice, almost never in a regular meditation always following a yoga practice because I have released and like channels are open. Do you know what I mean? And I don't mean that in a new agey way. I mean, like your brain is, is open. (laughs) It's just, it's, it's, it's not cluttered. Your body's relaxed. Yeah. Shavasana for me is I go, I go into, I start the yoga class thinking something physical. And then throughout the class, I want to do everything the right way, respectable to my body. Right. Not necessarily to the physical vision of the pose. And because I have cleared my brain of all of that static noise that's continuously yeah. like in my brain, I just, it's really hard for me to, to, to quiet that. Um, it is quiet for an hour, 20 minutes, a half an hour, an hour and a half. So that Shavasana, once I finally achieve that, like it's finally here with all the seconds, all the minutes, all the everything, all the voices, all the sweat. And I'm able to just think about the topic, the conversation, the issue, the love, the thanks, just freely. And that, like, that is when I've arrived. 
Shavasana. Yeah. Um, so besides, sorry, besides yoga, um, you know, physical yoga and meditation and stuff, what are some of the other tips that we can use to optimize the performance for us on a daily basis? Like for me, you know, I think about meditation. I think about lots of water. Um, I don't want to waste any of my valuable energy, uh, you know, interpersonal decisions, like simplify it. What are, what are some of the well, I think that now that a lot of people have more time on their hands, some people are, you know, busier than they ever have been during this, depending on what your job is. But if you do have a lot of time on your hands, this is a really, really good time to start to um, and uh, try to drink water, make sure you're drinking water. It's so important, really. Um, and um, sometimes we're really busy. We forget to drink water and we don't realize why we're so tired. You drink that water, you can actually feel yourself like coming alive when you're dehydrated. Yeah. Um, but also to to eat um, in a better way. And and I know it's hard. I'm I'm I love food. I'm like a foodie. Everyone like everyone knows like my whole like <laughs> my life revolves around I'm having my next meal. So I totally get the cravings for you know some of those decadent things, and everyone should definitely allow themselves that. That you should never, you know, say to yourself that I, you can't have that. Right. But it, as a general rule, to put things that are really healthy in your body because um, they do affect your mood. You know, um, the heaviness of a meal, um, the uh, huge amounts of sugar, um, of wheat, um, of dairy, of all those things kind of um, clog our system. Yeah. Uh, we all know having too much sugar gives us a sugar crash, right? We all know that. So, um, you know, we want to walk around in the most like kind of healthy state we can right now, just to, especially to battle whatever we're feeling emotionally. Right. And um, when you're eating things that are just dragging you down, that's just going to make it harder. So if you have time to get some healthy recipes, you know, let's say you're a, you're a person that just loves, you know, nachos. Great. Have the nachos. Go buy some healthy tortilla chips. Go get some, um, you know, I'm not a huge advocate of dairy. So either not a lot of dairy or get some sort of really good dairy substitute. Um, get some healthy beans. You know, you can make the healthy nachos. Yes, absolutely. You know, people are so concerned with carbs, you know. Make some healthy nachos. Make some healthy pasta. Make some healthy, you know, make things from, from you know, they say the less amount of ingredients. The better. The better it is for you. I agree. Unless the ingredient is sugar. <laughs> Not I, agree. That. I agree. Um, well, listen, you've had, you've, you've given us a lot of advice, a lot of great advice, a lot of good tips. Um, I pretty much follow everything that you've said. Um, you are my yoga hero, but what about for some of the people who are standoffish? What about for some of the people who just really can't get motivated and they know that they need it? They know that, you know, something needs to change and, you know, they're listening to this, <clears throat> excuse me, to this episode and they want to like, they want to start. Um, yeah, I know there's, there's still a lot. It's funny. I mean, yoga has grown so much just because of that whole corporate aspect of it. And, you know, on one hand, I wish yoga was what it was 20 years ago. It's just not. Um, uh, sometimes yoga is a little kind of just a trendy little fashion show <laughs> kind of thing, you know, um, who's the most flexible, who, you know, it's, it's, it's really easy for people maybe who are dancers or gymnasts or something like that. Um, and 
you know, so it's brought people in though. That's the thing. It's so out there. It's so popular. It's brought people in. And then sometimes people will start to be like, what else is there? That's what happened to me. I started taking Bikram. I, I wouldn't ever take a class like that today, but that's how I started. And I took it for two, three months. And I thought, I really, I think I like this, uh, but there's got to be more, you know, <laughs> it can't be just the same 26 poses, the exact same words every single time, you know, um, and so I, that's kind of how I got into it. And so those, a lot of people who are standoffish, I think will find their way because they have been drawn in, you know, with the masses um, and they'll find their way into a deeper place, which I think will be great. Um, and then the people who are standoffish, I mean, they just, it would be really great if, if their friends kind of shared with them, you know, what they're missing and how their lives, you know, can change. But it's, you know, all you need to do now is just look around and see that athletes are doing it. People that you wouldn't yes. expect to be doing it are doing it. Um, and just, it's just kind of like the dropping of the ego. It's, it's often people who are really, really good at other things that don't want to do yoga because they're used to being really good at something. That's yes. kind of the, the issue we're kind of looking at a lot, the standoffish. Then of course we have people who are just intimidated. They're just, they're not yeah. strong. They're not flexible and they can't imagine something can change them, but it can't. Yep. No, that's true. I absolutely believe it. Um, you know, the reality of yoga right now is that it's available to us whenever we need it. If we want, um, if we're in the situation where we can do it physically in person with someone, um, that's great. I, I, I envy and honor you for that. But you know, you can, you can do it at home by yourself. You can do online class, you can do live streams, whatever it is. But just make sure all your thoughts and actions are aligned with supporting the balance within yourself. That's, I think that's what's, what's huge is to honor and respect what you need and to give your body that food, even if it's thought food, stretch food, you know, um, something like that. And know that what we're going through right now, it's just a transient time. It's a necessary part of our cycle. And if you're feeling anxious or, you know, want, want to change or, um, an outlet, I think you, listeners out there should really think about yoga or some sort of, you know, start focal point that could help you. Um, if you need anything from Dorit, Dorit, if you can just let our listeners know your uh, Instagram handle and your uh, website for classes again. My Instagram handle is Dorit Pabuda Yoga. It's D-R-O-R-I-T Pabuda yoga. Um, and then my website is yoga And if you have trouble remembering mm, how to spell my name, which I can't imagine how you would, but um, you just go to the Agura power of yoga website, and you can actually click right onto um, my on demand website right from there. So Agura power of yoga, just scroll down a little bit, click, there you go. Perfect. Dory, thank you so much for joining us on Level Up. You've been, you, you are instrumental in my life, in my family's life, in the community's life. And I thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you.